Alright, hello everybody. Last week we discussed a, a way to pray using a Lutheran rosary called the Wreath of Christ. It's my favorite prayer tool. I love it to death. I use it all the time. But last week we also read that Jesus says, you know, you shouldn't heap up vain repetition, uh, useless prayers where your mouth is moving, your vocal cords are vibrating, and there's sounds, but you're not really praying with your heart, with your intentions, with your mind focusing on that prayer. So we went over how Bishop Lonebo had a had an idea for a prayer tool for this rosary, the wreath of Christ, so that each and every prayer would invite quietness, meditation. It would invite focus and introspection for how you pray and how you approach God. But does that mean that Lutherans and other Christians who want to use a prayer tool like this have to abandon the more traditional prayers that we have? Absolutely not. In fact, I believe that there's two prayer cycles, you know, going once around the bracelet, I call that a cycle, there's two prayer cycles that do focus on traditional prayers that the church has always said. But there's one that I made and one that Bishop Lonabo made. And you could do both or you could do just one, call it good. But let's talk about uh, Bishop Lonabo's one first. It's all around the Our Father. Now we have all these beads here. I believe 18 of them. How do you pray the Our Father, the Lord's Prayer, with a wreath of Christ? Well, following along with a picture, or if you have your own wreath of Christ, they're easy to make and cheap to buy. If we put our thumb here on the golden bead of God, before we pray, we center ourselves, take a deep breath, and it's good to say, I am here, God is present, it is totally quiet. And then, with the golden bead of God, we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven. Just that first part. The first part of the Lord's Prayer, the first address here. Our Father, who art in heaven. And it gives me a moment, with the oblong bead right next to it, to meditate on, okay, I am addressing God. I am addressing the Lord Almighty. I address you, for you are my God, and I belong to you. Now, we could also approach this with uh, Martin Luther's A Simple Way to Pray, and with these moments of quiet, say, okay, I confess that you are my Father who is in heaven. But I also confess my sin that I do not always treat you as my Father who is in heaven. Please forgive me. And please teach me, O Lord, to treat you with the right worship and the right love that is your due as Almighty God. And finally, I thank you, dear God, that you are my dependable, wonderful God who is in heaven. With the wreath of Christ, we can do this simple way to pray with the, uh, the fourfold method that Luther talks about of uh, instruction or confession, 
repentance, uh, a request, and then thanksgiving for each line of the Lord's Prayer. So then we take a moment of silence with the oblong bead right next to it, and then we get to the small pearly eye bead where we pray, Hallowed be thy name. Well, what is that? God's name is already holy in and of itself, as we read in the small catechism. But when we say this, we are confessing that God's name is holy. We are asking forgiveness for violating the second commandment and taking his name in vain, which we do every time we sin. We are asking for God's name to be holy among us. And we are thanking God that his name truly is holy. That we worship a God who is not a, a sinful, capricious jerk like the gods of the pagans, like Zeus or Allah or um, Aphrodite, etc. So we thank him for that and then we move to the white baptism bead, which we say, thy kingdom come. Now with thy kingdom come, we can do the same fourfold thing as uh, that Luther recommends here. We know God's kingdom is going to come by itself, but we confess that his kingdom will come. We ask for forgiveness for not being good citizens in that kingdom because of our sins. We ask God for his kingdom to come among us as the church of Jesus Christ. And then we thank him that he has brought us into this kingdom through our baptism. And then we take a moment of silence to reflect on that. That I worship a holy God who has brought me into his kingdom. And then it's no surprise that the next line here goes onto the sand-colored desert bead here. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The third petition. In this life, which is a desert, which is a wilderness where we wander, it might not look like God's will is being done, but we do pray for his will to be done among us. We thank him that he is revealed his will. We confess that his will is done. We ask forgiveness for not doing his will as we ought. We ask him for help in aligning my will with his will so I can do the works I was intended to do. And then I thank him that even though this life is a desert full of struggle, I thank him that he is the sovereign God over all things in spite of how bad it may look. Then I meditate on that with one of these long beads. Now, we go to the blue serenity bead. I did call it the bead of burden. It's, it's both, right? It, it is a bead in which we are told to give our burdens to God. But with that, that does lead to serenity, as Bishop Lonabo had named it. And so we pray, give us this day our daily bread. Please lighten our burdens and provide for us. And we confess that God does indeed feed us and provide for us all that we need. But in addition to that, we also ask forgiveness for not being thankful 
for. And we ask for help in being thankful and recognizing that he does provide everything for us. And then we thank God that he truly does provide all of our needs. And even times when it feels like we don't have enough, it looks like we have a hole in our pockets or a hole in our wallets, and it feels like we're burning through all of our money, he is still there providing for us. And we ask then for good stewardship over everything we have. Then we take a moment to meditate. And then we move on to the red bead of love here, God's love. And we say, forgive us our trespasses. And we ask that knowing full well, yes, because of our Lord Jesus Christ who died in our place on that Roman cross, taking the punishment which we cannot, we are forgiven of all of our sins. And then we confess that we don't merit it. We apologize that such a situation arose in the first place because of us, because of our forefather, Adam. But then we ask God for his forgiveness, and then we thank him for his mercy upon us. But then we go to the red sacrifice bead, and we pray as we forgive those who trespass against us. So forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Both of these red beads. And forgiveness, everybody we know it, forgiveness is a sacrifice. You are giving up something. You're giving up your claim of being wronged. So we could do the four, fourfold method that Luther has that I've been kind of demonstrating throughout this. But I would also... When I pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, on that second line, I'm going to ask God for help. I do declare I forgive all who have trespassed against me. But Lord, help me. That's a sacrifice. It feels good to hold on to that, to feel morally superior, to invite bitterness and the pride that attends bitterness to say I have been wronged and I am so much better than whoever has hurt me please help me to forgive please help me to forgive I forgive help me to forgive just like the man who went up to our Lord Jesus and said Lord I believe help my unbelief and then now, Bishop Lonnebel understands that, yes, this is a traditional prayer because our Lord Jesus, well, he gave it to us. He told us to pray this. But you might have certain sins that are on your mind. Maybe sins that others have committed against you that are on your mind. And those small pearly beads of mystery, the small beads of my secrets, Give me a moment to confess something that I committed, confess a sin that I did specifically, or to forgive things that other people have done against me specifically. It's a, it's a good opportunity to take a moment for those three little beads there. And then we get into the black bead of the night and we pray, lead us not into temptation. And we understand God does not lead anyone into temptation. So when we confess that, we say, you do not lead anybody into temptation, but you deliver us from temptation. 
You lead us away from temptation. But that means that I must confess that I find myself going head first into temptation. I must confess that I am weak to the forces of the world, the flesh, and the devil out there trying to tempt me. And I feel magnetized to it. Please forgive me. And then I ask for renewal. Please deliver me from temptation. Please help me to avoid temptation. Please help me to resist temptation if I cannot flee it. And then I thank God for his faithfulness, that he does not tempt me to sin. But instead, my God delivers me from it. And I thank him so much for being so gracious unto me. And then we meditate. Maybe you have something you're tempted to do and you think about that and you can ask specifically, God, please help me to avoid that. Then we go to the white resurrection bead. But deliver us from evil. Truly, there is a moment God has promised. The final day, judgment day, when we will be finally delivered from all evil where we will never have to worry about it ever again. But in this time, I do confess that God is the one who delivers me from countless evils, who sends his angels to protect and defend me from those who would destroy my life. He is my deliverer, my strong fortress. And I ask for forgiveness because while I may be delivered from evil daily, And while ultimately Christ has promised that in Judgment Day I will finally be free from all evil, I need to be delivered from myself on account of my sins. I need to be uh, delivered from the fact that I, I don't see how God delivers me and I'm not thankful for it. So I ask God for forgiveness for these and then I ask him for help. Help me to run away from evil. Help me to run to flee that instead of embracing the terrible things that could happen and may I commit no more evil and then I thank him that while he loves an evil one such as I he still in spite of me delivers me and we meditate on that for another moment with the last bead and then we come back to the golden bead of God and pronounce For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So that's Bishop Lanabo's traditional prayer cycle, using the Lord's Prayer with oblong beads of silence to give us a moment to reflect on what it is we're praying. But sometimes, and and this is where I admit I got a little creative with this bracelet, sometimes you just want to pray. And you have no idea what to pray. And sometimes maybe you don't have the energy to really, really think on this stuff and really meditate on it. And you don't want to have a vain repetition. You don't want to pray like a pagan as our Lord Jesus warns us against. But you still, you just, you need to pray to God and you feel that urge. So, what I did free of charge, (laughs) is I put together several traditional prayers and things for us to pray that, well, they help us by centering 
everything on soteriology or salvation itself, on law and gospel. And in doing this, it's easier to meditate. When you only have a few minutes to pray, and you have this wreath of Christ bracelet around your wrist or in your pocket, and you know, you, okay, I got a few minutes, I really want to pray. I don't have the time or the energy to devote to a heavy meditation like the modern prayer cycle or the uh, praying the Our Father with such intention infused into it. How do you do that? Well, let's go over this. This is uh, traditional prayer cycle number two. We go to the golden bead of God. We make the sign of the cross in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That begins our prayers. And then for each oblong bead, it's the sinner's prayer or the Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Now, that is the prayer that says, I am a sinner, I need forgiveness. Maybe for a moment you can remember a time that you sinned and ask Jesus for forgiveness with that little sweep of the heart there. Please forgive me of that time I looked at something I shouldn't have online. Or please forgive me for that time that I was speeding down the freeway. and I knew I could have just stuck to doing 60, but... I felt like it was easier to drift into doing 65, but that's breaking the law. I'm sorry. You can just think about that for an instant while you pray, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. But then, with the exception of the white baptism bead and the uh, resurrection bead, you have these little beads here in between the oblong beads. And I recommend praying the Aaronic Blessing. Because when we pray the Jesus Prayer, we're asking for forgiveness. Now, the Bible says when you confess your sins, God forgives you. And how do you know that God forgives you? Well, A, he's promised it in his word. But also with the Aaronic Blessing, you hear the words that God is for you. The Jesus prayer is a reflection of the law in my heart telling me I am a sinner. The Aaronic benediction, the Aaronic blessing, is a reflection of God's goodwill towards me. So we pray, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Now, it sounds a little counterintuitive to be praying something that is a benediction towards yourself. But in this moment, with the intention of our heart, we're saying, God, these are your words to me. I am hanging on to this blessing that you are for me and not against me in spite of my sins for which Christ died. It is a reflection of the gospel. So the Jesus prayer gives us a reflection of our heart towards the law. The ironic blessing gives us a reflection of God's heart towards us in the gospel. And then when we get to the baptism bead here, we pray the Lord's Prayer. And we're going to do this twice in this uh, second traditional prayer cycle here. And the first time we pray the Lord's Prayer, 
just tell yourself for a moment while you're praying it, I am asking God for his help. And I'm asking him for his forgiveness at the same time. Because I need his help for all of, for my daily bread to, ha to hallow his name. I need his help to, to usher in his kingdom. I also need forgiveness that I'm not good at uh, bringing his kingdom here on earth. So we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And then my heart reflects the log, and I say the Jesus prayer. And then I go into the Aaronic benediction again. Then I say the, the uh, Jesus prayer again. Then I say the Aaronic benediction again. And then I say the Jesus prayer again. Going forth... That's five more beads between the uh, white baptism bead and the red love bead. But as we, as we pray these things just a few times, I'm still confessing a sin. I'm still thinking about God's favor. But it's more of a continuous thought as I pray these. But then we get to the red love bead and the red bead of sacrifice. And we're going to flip them. Bishop Lanabo in the first one with the red love bead, we're thinking about God's love for us in his two prayer cycles. But God also requires love from you. The law is summed up as you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So you have two options here. You could recite those two greatest commandments. And after each one, say, Lord, have mercy. So you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Lord, have mercy. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Lord, have mercy. When we pray that, we're saying, I know and I proclaim your law, but I am a failure at keeping your law. Another option is to recite all Ten Commandments. All of Christian morality wrapped up in these ten words towards us. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not take God's name in vain. You shall, not, you shall remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You shall honor your father and your mother that it may go well with you in the land you are going to possess. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, manservant, maidservant, cattle, oxen, donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. And I could say each one of those, and after each recitation there say, Lord have mercy. All on the red love beat, because that is what God requires of us in his law, and that is what I am incapable by my own power of doing. But then we get to the red sacrifice bead. And again, it's flipped. Because it is the sacrifice that our Lord Jesus Christ made for us on that cross, by which we know we are saved. And so here, we pray the Apostles' Creed. 
the gospel in a nutshell, as it was taught to me in seminary. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And remembering that this means that God the Father is my creator and my provider, I say, glory to you, O Lord. And then I say, and I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. Glory to you, O Lord. And then finally, and I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. So we say these things reminding ourselves that in the Apostles' Creed, with glory to you, O Lord, after each article, when we say them, we are remembering that God is for us. I am not for God as I ought to be, as much as I want to be, as much as I try, but God is for me. And so we get to the three small mystery or secret beads here. And depending on your mood, I would give you two options here. You could say what the psalmist says, I am yours, save me. Or we can emphasize more of the gospel with John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Amen. You can pray that verse. I believe this about you, Jesus. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose for my justification. I believe in you. And I rejoice that on account of that, I have eternal life. And then, in spite of it being the black bead of night here, we go back to the Aaronic benediction. Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. But I am still a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And then we, we pray the Lord's Prayer once more. But this time, when you're praying it, if the first time we, we were praying asking for help and asking for forgiveness with each article, with each petition of the Lord's Prayer. This time we're praying it, confessing that it is true, that he really is our Father in heaven. He really does have a hallowed, holy name. His kingdom is going to come, and we're thanking him for the gospel that is in the prayer. And finally, going forward, we have one more Jesus prayer to pray. Because we're asking mercy, and this time not necessarily mercy on me in the sake of forgiveness, in the sense of needing to be forgiven, but mercy because I'm going to need mercy going forward. We go back to the golden beat of God, and we recite the glory. A glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And that's the second traditional prayer cycle. 
Again, I designed it to be something you can pray with the full intention of your heart, but you don't have to go super deep. You don't have to sit there in darkness and spend half an hour. Sometimes you only have so much time. And it might take a little bit of memorization, but we'll, we'll go over it here and we'll, uh, we'll listen to it. And hopefully you can see what I'm trying to get at here. So let's go ahead and go through this before we call it a day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever, O Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. You shall have no other gods before me. Lord, have mercy. You shall not take God's name in vain. Lord, have mercy. You shall remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Lord, have mercy. You shall honor your father and your mother that it may go well with you in the land you are going in to possess. Lord, have mercy. You shall not kill. Lord, have mercy. You shall not commit adultery. Lord, have mercy. You shall not steal. Lord, have mercy. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Lord, have mercy. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. Lord, have mercy. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, manservant, maidservant, cattle, oxen, donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Lord, have mercy. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Glory to you, O Lord. And I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. Glory to you, O Lord. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, 
the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Glory to you, O Lord. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever, O Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. So as you can tell, that's much shorter than the first two prayer cycles. But it's a reflection of our heart, hearing the law bear down on us, and then receiving the relief of the gospel that God is for us and not against us, in spite of our sins. And it's something you could do slowly or quickly as you desire, but it's a way to help out. And some people might complain, well, this seems really uneven. Why not just pray the same prayers over and over again? You know, one, two, one, two, one, two. But with this bracelet, it really does reflect how the life of the Christian goes. It's ups and downs, and sometimes it's longer ups, sometimes it's longer downs. Sometimes they're short, sometimes they're of a medium length, sometimes they're not even noticing how hard it can be. But in the midst of that, we understand at the end of it is the Gloria. At the end of our lives, at the end of it, when we're expecting the resurrection of the dead in eternal happiness with our Lord, it ends on a good note. And that's what matters, guys, because God will take care of us. And that is the object of our devotion, is our Lord and his goodwill for us. Amen and amen. <laughs>